0: What's up, Dune fans? Welcome back to the Do Not Enter podcast, where we meet Paul's father today, who seems a little bit too invested in spice. I'm your host Humphrey Shu, and joining me are my friends and co-hosts, Fillmore John. Hola. And Nolan Zhang. Hello. Alrighty guys, thank y'all for joining me here today. So how have y'all's weeks been? It's been not as hectic as some of the previous weeks, but I know that everybody's been struggling lots of homework, right? Yeah,
1: feels like a mountain of homework on me right now. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, we all feel the same. You know, school <laughs> is honestly, it's just so much work. Um, it's, it's too, too much work. Back. Yeah, I, I, heard, I heard you guys had... Like you had to read like a bunch of books and stuff. Fillmore for.
1: Mhm. <laughs> yeah. I we had to read Huckleberry Finn. Uh-huh. I've actually never I read like- that book. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like it's, it's a not fun, a bad read, yeah. but like the annoying part is that we have to like find quotes in the book and like answer questions, oh, which is yeah, which is yeah, that's quite yeah, the pain.
0: Yeah, I remember reading Tom Sawyer. Honestly, Tom Sawyer was
1: really good. Tom Sawyer was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was. It it's a, it's a fun book. Like really, um, it's mm-hmm. for, it's like, kind of kind of for kids, I guess. Yeah, yes. Tom
1: story is meant for kids and Huck Finn is meant for like the kids after they grow Big up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really like that, the growth story, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, main character growing up. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, we've all had a story little of a week, but it's nice that we're all here. So uh, Nolan, only you kick it off with the epigraph.
2: Okay, so I guess let's start off the epigraph. I guess I'll start by reading it. Okay. How do we approach the study of Muad'Dib's father? A man of surpassing warmth and surprising coldness was the duke Leto Atreides. Yet many facts opened the way to this duke. His abiding love for his Bene Gesserit Lady, the dreams he he held for his son, the devotion with which men served him, you see him there, a man snared by destiny, a lonely figure with his light dimmed behind the glory of his son. Still one must ask, what is the son but an extension of the father? From Muad'Dib Deep family connection commentaries by the Princess Ireland. So I guess I think the first thing that I noticed is like the structure of how this was like written. It starts off by like praising the Duke Leto, giving him things like the man of surpassing warmth and giving him like his best qualities, like abiding right. love for his beneficial lady, dreams he held for his son, and devotion with which the men served him. However, it kind of like transitions away from that near the end and kind of like goes into like a spiral of like dismissal because like oh, kind of, like, got snared by Destiny, and then, like, his son was, like, the Muad'Dib, so, like, he became, like, less important, and just, like, oh, well, then, like, it's, like, and then kind of, like, kind of redeem himself with, like, oh, but he's just an extension of the father, right? ha was, like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it
3: was,
2: like, okay. So, I think, like, when I read this, something that really, like, didn't notice, I guess the first time I read it through, but, like, I noticed it now, it's like, when I mentioned that Duke Lido was surprisingly cold, I'm not really sure why but i guess i kind of just thought of him as like a more of a jollier man <laughs> um, yeah um well uh-huh. i guess
0: as a leader you know and especially you have to kind of be like distance yourself and it's it, yeah, i guess you're right. i guess there's kind of two types of leaders one is the one that's literally i mean the the i guess the men's king you know and then like yeah. like in that he, they're super involved with all of their subordinates i guess and they treat yes. them as friends the right mm-hmm. yeah kind of like at the bar right but <laughs> but here you know here i guess Lito's, you know i'm i'm the king and although i respect your opinion you know you're gonna listen to me or kind of yeah kinda that thing it definitely does feel like that well, well maybe so, not yeah. like
1: you're gonna listen to me but like i i will oh, incorporate yeah. your um... yeah but like, but like it's
0: like clear that his is the final word you know he has yeah yeah
1: we see that he's
2: nice but like not to like the extent of like uh, <laughs> drinking with you at the bar type of nice okay yeah but,
0: <laughs> yeah but i mean uh, like from from what we get to see we get to see in Leto's head a little bit this chapter right so from what we get to see you know he seems like a very compassionate person even though he though he's described as cold i don't think this princess Irulan really knew them personally right
1: you're right oh really um, i was i was thinking like could the princess Irulan possibly be paul's mother jessica because I... like because i was thinking because every single time so far uh the princess Irulan has like talked about the muadi which is like paul <laughs> and then like so i was thinking who else was there the whole time to That's like true. see right. paul's life which is jessica and yeah. As confirmed earlier, Princess Erlan was Bene Gesserit. And who else is Bene Gesserit? Jessica. Right.
0: That's interesting. Uh, wow, so I haven't, she's actually she's haven't here. thought of that. Uh, but I thought, okay, so where does this name Erlan come from then? Because we know Jessica is like Jessica Atreides, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I, I don't Maybe she like, she changes her name. Like, a lot of times when you marry into, you know, a royal family, right, you'll change your name. She's not, because she's yeah. married you know. Yeah. Yeah, because she is just a concubine, right? yeah maybe like, yeah maybe oh, interesting i'm just yeah.
2: happy that duke Lido got remembered in like a good light rather than like yeah. remembered as like one of the worst leaders because like a lot of like good leaders or like okay leaders that didn't do like a whole lot or they got overshadowed by someone else can i just get remembered in history as like one of the worst leaders or like one of the worst presidents to ever leave right. them the all yeah. stuff you know
0: yeah i, I mean weird. i'm glad because i like uh, from what i see in this chapter here, you know, seems like a cool guy you know, he's he a good strong. man yeah he's 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 a good solid man with traditional values you know and mm-hmm. then i like yeah so i kind of like that you know he's solid yeah. right so i, I like Defendible. that he, he's not you know getting destroyed in the, in <laughs> like the, the future whole... history books you know <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> he's not getting roasted yeah he's not getting roasted oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: like you know this textbook can be rough sometimes uh, yeah honestly yeah sometimes the textbook really the, the author some textbooks you know really show their opinions you know. it's
3: like yeah it's like
0: yeah anyway. okay uh, i guess i could
2: move on to the actual yeah. page uh right. so on page 42 of like the online book i kind of first thing i noticed was like when paul was like watching his father enter the training room and like in the first like couple of sentences uh frank herbert italicizes the words presence and the word here i think like the reason behind this was just like overall emphasizing the fact that like whatever uh duke leto is inside a room like whenever the father's around paul feels like his father's actually there you know it's not like a politician who's like trying to like r- like you know call him, like my obligatory like 30 minutes a day for my son or something but like he's actually there for him and like he's willing to listen to like paul so it's, it's like a better like father figure type of like image
0: right now you know yeah and i this actually kind of ties into what i was going to talk about here i mean it's paul it's nice because in the previous chapters uh yeah i guess it was this last chapter or two chapters ago where you know we were talking about how like Lido still makes time to come see paul even though he's a busy man right i think mm-hmm. i think you said that right and then yeah so i mean we already talked about that but it's nice to see him come here you know he devotes time to his children to his wife right um, so it's nice to see that even a man, you know, of his rank and of his with his responsibilities, comes comes to make time because he could have easily taken the 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 easy way, you know, and then just <laughs> yeah, he could have went to the milk store, you know, never oh, never ooh. turned back. Right? So, oh, yeah. The spice weird. store? Yeah, yeah. yeah he could have went to the spice store. You know, he, he got stuck store. in there.
3: Yeah, he's <laughs> well, overdosing on the spice. <laughs> well, he,
0: he he got stuck in debt. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Just, just a little distracted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, right. So actually, here I'll talk a little bit about Lito himself. Um, so. Uh, here's, I'll quote this from the book. Uh, and it's a little bit of description about Lido. It says, The Duke was tall, olive-skinned. His thin face held harsh angles warmed only by deep gray eyes. He wore a black working uniform with red armorial hot crests at the breast. A silver shield belt with the patina of much use skirted his narrow waist. So, I mean, he's dressed clearly very regally, right? Um, mm-hmm. He has, like... Yeah, he kind of cuts an imposing figure to me. You know, he's kind of intimidating almost a little bit at first glance. What do all, what
1: do all I think? know, right? He like reminded me of like a Greek god with like uh-huh. the olive skin and he's like tall because like all Greek gods are like they have like tall. that tan olive skin and they like Dude. look amazing or whatever. They, actually, yeah, you yeah. all know
0: what Dionysus looks like? Actually, I'm going to Google it right now. I don't Is know. it Di-
1: Dionysus? <laughs> what, wasn't uh, it the wine a, god? Yeah, the wine god. Is <laughs> it Dionysius or Dionysus? I
0: don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know well i mean it's or like pronunciation yeah. but i don't know i kind of imagine him like well maybe it's just the gray eyes but doesn't athena have great eyes i kind of like a male athena
2: percy jackson I mean, taught me that yeah yeah i know right? <laughs> the only thing
0: i know about greek and Roman mythology is i guess from percy jackson you know, well, I know maybe right? like from the the homer right the iliad oh yeah homer
1: the iliad is actually a pretty good book
3: Oh,
0: right, wait yeah. which one is about which story is the iliad again it's uh, i think
1: iliad was the one was the trojan yeah. war like achilles right
0: yeah i and think then yeah. the odyssey is um about uh, odysseus yeah Odyssey is yeah. like after the trojan war yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. okay that makes sense yeah i mean that's all i know about my g- greek you know mythology Your greek <laughs> knowledge is honestly over. percy per- honestly rick orordan did a good job there spreading you he know, did a really good job spreading mm-hmm. greek and roman mythology yeah in, a, in an understandable way yeah. i know mm-hmm. very good premise yeah i loved it um but right and i mean he also is kind of dressed in like military uniform a little like kind of casual military uniform right he's mm-hmm. like a working uniform he's just, like a crest right a, a shield belt all right? so what what's a like what's a patina do you all know
2: <laughs> i have no clue
0: huh. anyways um yeah it's i, I don't oh, want to google it because i'm afraid fairly little spoiled, but
1: Oh no, but it's patina.
0: Patina, patina.
1: patina. is like you know, like how copper or something or like brass. It like starts to like change color. Oh, oh, right. yeah, when it gets, oh yeah, yeah. I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure weird. that's what it's like the wear and tear on like copper. Oh, I'm pretty oh, sure that's really? what patina is. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, he uses it a lot now. It's <laughs> like yeah, it says patina of much obviously. Of like, oh, actually, like never how mind. The Statue I don't of know. Liberty changed colors. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's kind of that. It's like, like that like that oxidation of of like copper. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They must be using it a lot, you know, because we know the <laughs> Statue of Liberty. You know, it took like a hundred years or something to turn green, right?
1: Yeah, and honestly, it looks better green than like brown.
3: Actually,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. So true. Yeah, people
1: be memeing it and calling it like the statue of poop or something.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I can see Before that. Before they see had that. green paint. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Maybe it's artistic choice. <laughs> <Just> yeah.
3: <kidding>.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I just wanted to like also talk about how in this page as well, um, Duke Lido, not only is he like like very like imposing, but at the same time, it kind of presents a different view when we always like see his actual minds, like like, within his mind and his thoughts, it seems like he's trying very hard to, like, keep his composure right now because, like, he's really tired from, like, preparing to go to Arrakis and, like, dealing with, like, all the suspected Harkonnen traps. But, like, despite that, he still continues to reassure Paul because he knows that his son is, like, super worried after, like, the Reverend Mother told him all those warnings and be like, your father's not gonna live through all of this. Uh... So, like, I just feel like he, even though he knows, like, it's probably gonna be hard, like, it's, he's probably, like, gonna like cry a lot i don't know (laughs) he's still trying to do his best for his son you know
0: yeah i really like that i mean and i also really like that he treats his son as as someone who's informed you know uh, and Mm -hmm. can make decisions he doesn't lie to him you know when paul asks about you know Arrakis and how it's gonna be really scary yeah so i I really like how you know he 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 just tells him the truth you know Mm -hmm. even though (laughs) even though it's uh, even though it's easier for him to, to lie about it, you know. Oh, he could have fine. easily said fine. He could've easily said, Oh, it's gonna be fine, you know, the Harkonas, you know, they're they're really bad. They're they can't hit they're shots, you know. Yeah. yeah uh, Harkonas <laughs> don't know how to Wars. shoot. Yeah. They don't know how to fight. Pew, pew, yeah, pew, 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 yeah pew. Harkonas are literally Star Wars stormtroopers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, got no <laughs> they got no aim. He <laughs> could've said something like that, but instead, you know, yeah. he he, he stays serious, He right so i i really like that um mm-hmm. it really makes me like it a little bit more you know he's not afraid he keeps it people. real yeah he keeps it, he yeah. he's really stuck to reality here um right so um we get a little bit here uh we've seen this again before um when paul kind of struggles to speak um i guess it's to to through right um when he was talking to Thufir. Uh-huh. so again, the Reverend Mother somehow sealed Paul's tongue or, like, kind of, like, put some hold on him so he can't speak about their conversation, right? So I guess it's kind of some form of mental struggle, which I feel like I've seen in a different book, you know? But it's also kind of physical because, I mean, Paul's, like, sweating, you know? He has all the signs of exertion, right? So I don't know. I feel like
2: even though it's mental, like, like, just to overcome the mental barrier, you have to put, like, a lot of, like, energy into it because i know like from chess like chess players like grand grand masters uh-huh. like like when they track the calorie count like they could eat like a like as much as like a like a heavy weightlifter but like by the end of like the chess tournament, they'll just like have used up the same amount of energy, you know. Like they have to eat that much because yeah, and Red I could imagine
0: too. Like as a chess player, you know, like imagine <laughs> you know one and a half hours per person staring at the board, right? Calculating, especially for the grandmasters, they have to keep track of so many different variations mm-hmm. in their head. Right, and then and imagine you know all of that brain power, you know. I could I not imagine. Like sometimes yeah, I think that's like similar. Yeah, in the know, world like... championship match, you know, like they played like an eight oh. hour match or something. So, so imagine tough. staring at a chessboard for eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just it's horrible. And of course it's like you know, it's very impressive. But, it is you know, very impressive. It's just things, are, I suppose, yeah, the mental exhaustion. Pro
2: gamers exercise
0: too. They <laughs> exercise their big brain. All right, dude. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I see all those pro gamers are super buff. You know, they, <laughs> I guess all they do is play video games half, play video games eight hours. You know, and then lift eight right hours arm. and sleep <laughs> eight <mouse>. hours. <laughs> their mouse arm really big. Yeah, it's they're, they're so they dude their muscles are so big. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: I mean at least they're <laughs> taking good care of themselves.
0: Yeah, at least yeah, they're exercising. Okay. You know, that's important. okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Choam here stands for uh, Combine Honit Ober Advancer Mercantiles. Fillmore, um, do you remember what hopes. your what your guess was? Uh, I
1: think it was combine heavenly objects attain market.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, I mean, at least it got combined right, but, I mean... Okay, yeah, I mean, there's no
1: way I would have ever guessed this. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's nice. Speak- <laughs> yeah, because we don't even know what Hanit or Uber means, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the only word, like, I really understand in context here is mercantiles, you know? Yeah, like, it's what like, is advanced good. Yeah, like, even, like, what combined, you know, like, what, like, don't, what are they combining? Right? Don't it's mercantiles because they sell stuff. it's one mega company, for- you know? Yeah, yeah maybe. Um yeah, but yeah, it's nice to know what it is because we're gonna be talking about choam right? Because so now we can kind of move on here, which is like we get a hundred percent now, we know that Spice and Melange, you know. We were ninety nine percent sure last episode, but now we know for a hundred percent. So Spice and Melange will just interchangeably use them now. Um, but somehow the possession of Arrakis is tied to a Choam directorship. Um I mean I guess arrakis has a lot of spice right but mm-hmm. it seems like a like it, you know it's tied to a lot of power
2: i mean i think just like the spice being how valuable it is just has like such a great like mon- monetary wealth that just like sways uh-huh. everything in, in this way you know
0: yeah yeah i mean it's mentioned later that spice is like really valuable you know it's like mentioned a handful can like buy you a house on Tupil, peel right which is, that's I guess sick. it's, I guess to peel some luxury planet, which is because I that's I why they say it like that, you know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I could buy a a handful of my cash could buy a house in like I don't know,
0: like a really poor country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a handful, you know, will buy a house in some third world African country. You know? In Somalia, bro. Yeah, a handful, you know, will buy your house in like Nigeria or something. Or the DRC, right? No, yeah, no hate to
1: those countries. Yeah, no. no
0: hate to those countries. We don't want to get cancelled, yeah. No that's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, I mean they're just they just have a lower GDP. I mean, classified as rule. but yeah, so that's really crazy. Imagine having a handful of something, you know, and then buying a house in Beverly Hills. All right, that's <laughs> just, like, what? that's insane, you know. Probably yeah. lighter than money as well, you realize that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, so that's that's just crazy. It must have been, some, must yeah. have been some good stuff, you know oh yeah to have it that bad
2: yeah those athletes really be paying
3: (laughs) (laughs) no
0: olympic (laughs) jokes right now (laughs) olympic doping be like (laughs) Um, anyways so we we find out that the emperor had to compromise you know we we just talked about how arrakis comes with a lot of power and the emperor had to compromise in order to manipulate alito under arrakis he had to really give him more power he's kind of contradictory so emperor's also taking a risk here you know if yeah. he if he wants to yeah i guess if his bid with the harkonnens doesn't work out he might have some competition you know because it seems like Lido is really important in the lands round right mm-hmm. yeah so you know he, he might have especially when you know the lands and and the imperium are against each other right so, isn't
1: Lido like their unofficial like spokesman or something yeah,
3: yeah. So i like, think it like was like mentioned the... right. yeah
2: so i feel like maybe that's what like, incentivized the uh... Emperor sending his Sarda card just to ensure the victory, I guess. Yeah, because yeah.
0: because emperors, you know, really not taking any risks.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Like, if he wasn't sure of it, he wouldn't do this something like this. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Um, and I thought it was pretty funny here. It's like it's honestly Leo's pretty misogynistic. He's like, "Don't let a woman's <laughs> fears cloud your mind." Oh you yeah. Know? So I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm like. Dude, it's 10,000 years, well, not 10,000 years in the future, 8,000 years in the future. I'm like, I expect them to get off this type of thinking now, you know. Mm -hmm. They went so far forward, they went backward. And now it's like... Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And by the way, it's not me saying that, it's the book, so don't cancel me. Yeah. If you you want, go cancel cancel, uh, Herbert's dead body, not me. <laughs> um, oh
3: my god
0: yeah well actually is I'm Herbert dead him. yeah I think he is no he, he died yeah it, he is unfortunately yeah yeah um yeah definitely unfortunately um okay, just so also thing. why was the Reverend Mother's warnings really Jessica's warnings you know that's what Lito says
2: oh I didn't really get
0: that either maybe
2: it was just like maybe he was like trying to comfort Paul by like speculating that the Reverend Mother is just speaking on Jessica's behalf hmm
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe, or maybe, maybe it's because they're just it, so, like, they would, like, say the same thing.
0: No, they're kind of, like, yeah. a linked, like, a hive mind kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's that's a weird thought. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> like... <laughs> yeah. Honestly. reminds me that, <laughs> whenever I say hive mind, it reminds me of the Buggers from Ender's Game. Like, yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. where I, I well. get the idea from, you know.
1: I mean, I yeah. feel like it's, like, one of the most, like, Iconic. It's like an example point, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that described it, like, the most from what I've seen. Like, yeah. the best, at least. It's a, a literal hive mind in that they're literally linked mentally, you know. Yeah. So it's that was crazy. really yeah. weird. <laughs> I do <don't know>. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, So, yeah, I think, no one, I think Something
2: else see. I just want to mention was just that, uh, like, when Duke Leto was talking about his son's development, I really liked how, like, Frank Herbert used the metaphor of like dough rising. So like, a uh, nuclear goes like this must be leaven, right? So like, there's a pause, progress, in like handling dangerous stuff. I really like it because it's like I just imagine Paul just like as like a piece of dough in like a in like a big metal boat just like slowly rising over time. <laughs> it's like Paul <laughs> expanding. <laughs>
3: really... He's becoming
0: fat, <laughs> like the Baron. Oh, what? Dude, he's literally He's expanding you physically <laughs> You know
2: Very important, I guess <laughs> I Oh my
0: god Yes, we must leaven this slowly <laughs> Dude, Paul's a piece of bread you know, I mean, I love piece. bread, so like I mean, I Dude, can kind yeah, of yeah. relate Bro, do you want to eat Paul or something? Yeah, yeah
2: of He's gonna bake Paul in his song, you know It's just, just like outdoor Outdoor, outdoor
0: it Becomes toast Oh my <laughs> <That's tough. laughs> Anyway, yeah, we kind of get getting off track. Um, right, right, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's actually really funny. I, I like that metaphor too. It's so funny. It's kind of like out of place, you know. I mean, Levin's <laughs> yeah. kind of a hard word, but like, you know, it's like once you know what it is, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I know, right? Lido's, Especially Lido's when you have a like, joke. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. In this like circumstance, it just makes it like. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't like, even uh, know. It just makes it funny, I guess. A little,
0: a little lighter, lighten the mood, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, also, what's want to talk about whale fur. You know, oh, yeah, I don't know. Whales sweet. had fur, right? Like, thought mainly whales had blubber. I know they had some hairs. You know. Um, like,
2: it's not enough for fur.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, whale fur! It's like a gorilla in like the ocean or something. <laughs> I don't know. That that was just what I was thinking. Cause like, don't gorillas have like fur?
3: Uh-huh.
0: yeah
2: i guess
1: yeah so. yeah
2: imagine um, wearing like a well blanket or like a well hat <laughs> i don't
1: know i feel like that would be kind of cool like i mean it would be really warm because like they go deep into the ocean and like the That's ocean true. gets really cold
0: yeah no cap no cap
2: animal rights conservatives knocking at your door
0: i know right I'm it's, gonna... <laughs> it's interesting because you know it shows that the whales have kind of evolved over time right like over oh, last last golly years, those oceans over have gotten some, cold
2: yeah. Global. yeah maybe it's gotten colder it's somehow. Global cooling.
0: Cooling. Yeah. You know, like a 79th ice age or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, i don't know interesting yeah um, i just want to point that out because it seems like something to trade and stuff so yeah okay uh so we get a list of some like new planets here we get like, Ekaz, Rishas, like, Ix, and Tupil. You know, um, well, I mean, I just thought they were cool names, like, Ix. Yeah. Ix, imagine your planet being named Ix, right? <laughs> One syllable. <Icky>. Let's see. <laughs> that's That's <laughs> Icky name, Ix, yeah.
2: I'm like, what do they call the people in Ixians? I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of Ixians, yeah. I guess Ixians. Yeah. <laughs> funny yeah i like that name though it's it's very short and concise
3: so mm-hmm.
2: yeah. oh i guess another thing i wanted to mention was that like while they were on the topic of like what the spice could do and like how like like where they could buy like the home on to peel are, uh duke Lido also mentioned that the spice could like has unique properties because it's like true geriatric properties when i first read that i was like wait what geriatric um so I searched it up and geriatric means relating to old people, especially with regard to their health care. So I was just like, wait a second, what? So like in this universe is it are we just seeing like another like capitalistic thing where like we're benefiting off of like old people worrying about like dying and like their family being like, Oh no, my grandfather's well like my grandmother's gonna like die or something Or is it truly like a drug to like reverse aging and just like make you like more youthful again? Interesting. What do you all yeah. think?
0: I mean I feel like they haven't Gone to the point where they could stop death you know but so, like, feeling... i feel like don't Go they ahead. live like a really long time
1: yeah uh, they yeah. probably would because like they I have suppose. the technology and
0: they have better health care and stuff you know so honestly my life spans like should keep increasing right yeah I, I mean
1: like when, when they the mentioned that drug yeah well i mean when they mentioned that drug about like reversing age or like maintaining a certain age I can't remember the book, but, like, there was a book that had, like, this pill called, like, the Everlife pill, and then, like, they would eat it, and they wouldn't age for a long time or something. Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember that. what the book was called.
0: do I should know that. Wait. Um, I, I
1: okay. cannot. Wait, let me, like, find it real quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you look for that. I mean, I want to talk a little bit about, like, I mean, I guess aging, you know, is, it's a Tolkien kind of whatever I think of aging. I mean, it's a Tolkien theme. I mean, it, it doesn't have... The Tolkien gift of men, you know, isn't really re- related to this. But whenever I see, I mean, I, I don't. I I mean, I have the belief that you know it's kind of impossible to fully stop death. You know, eventually, at one point, like the the, yeah. the, the mind is gonna wear out. You know, kind of because you'll, you'll just like, have seen so much, right?
2: I think yeah. I think only extensive, like at most, like a hundred years. I feel like it's not as much, but like it's still. It's significant enough that like, it'll still drive, like, the prices up, like, such an insane amount, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, but I do think that, I mean, it, it just kind not like, I guess it prolongs life. I don't know if it revitalizes the body. Yeah. But probably just, like, a prolonging, you know? Yeah, and Tolkien had this interesting concept of death, actually, where he, he kind of talked about, you know, at kind of, like, at the height of your powers, or not the height, like toward like when your life is starting to wane you know you can like choose to die you know of <laughs> like it was like it's like so instead of like he called it um being unmanned or like witless you know that's what like old people are now like at if you're like 90 or 100 if you have like alzheimer's and stuff you know you're kind of like witless right but oh actually, yeah so basically like I the... yeah like when you're like 60 or something or like 70 you know or like kind of at that point in your life and you can like choose to lay, lay, lay down yeah. your life you know
2: i feel like i read a book where it was like at like a certain age like at age 80 they would just like kill off their senior citizens it was like one of like, <laughs> those but
0: of... well,
2: it is a lot darker but, like it's like a utopia type of book where like they just uh-huh. believe like there's no point in suffering at old age i forgot yeah. what book series it was uh but like they were just like recycle the old citizens i guess so just like wow. get rid of it what,
3: what? sounds yeah, terrifying it was, like, yeah it, it,
2: it is... does sound terrifying. but like <laughs> they'll just like yeah. s- like they'll like slip you like a pill or something in your food oh
0: wow okay
2: yeah they just like die in some collection the next day it's like on your 80th birthday you know what's your last meal Yeah. finding
0: your,
1: uh... no i couldn't find it but like i remember reading it but i could never like remember <laughs> Maybe what the, the name was no, it was not an anime. It was an actual book.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe. Uh,
1: Although yes. I have been like watching a bit. Although yeah. Yeah. my taste, my tastes are valid. If you never need to ask, consult somebody. You can ask me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil Wars the anime specialist out here. I have personally like never watched anime, other than like really? the classic I, I like Ghibli stuff. You know. Yeah. Okay. So.
2: okay let's get back on track yeah let's get we're we're,
0: we've been (laughs) kind of getting off track a lot today we apologize please stick around you know (laughs) even if this episode hits two hours (laughs) okay
2: so i guess another thing i wanted to mention was like you kind of mentioned it earlier but like the choem directorship is pretty important in this world and but it also seems like another weird thing is that like at least from duke lito's point of view the toem directorship is important but it's less important than whoever controls the spice right because the Spice is, like, the main profit-generating, like, Cho'em product. So, like, it is so valuable that, like, it affects politics and, like, came to start wars among, like, the different houses.
1: hmm Whoever controls yeah, the spice like... controls the power.
2: Yeah. yeah so like it's just, like, that powerful in this universe. Like, I don't know how to describe I mean, it. Like...
0: Yeah, I mean, people, you know, people do things, you know, people do things like, for it's women better than in, in our world, than... but I guess in, in their future world, people do things for drugs, you know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, so uh, dude, imagine, uh, imagine the whole. Uh, instead of like Helen of Troy, it's like Spice of Troy or something. Bro, <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> <You know? laughs> just chasing that spice. Yeah, we're going after the spice, boys. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Achilles died for nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, and also, I noticed that it seems that they don't have protection against atomic weapons. You know, because I mean, I yeah, this is. It, I'm used to kind of sci-fi having protection because under his game, you know, they talk about nuclear shields and how nukes yeah. are useless and stuff. Like, really? You know, it's 8,000 years in the future. You still have 8, figure out a counter. Like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. 1960s technology. Yeah. Okay, awesome. but do keep in mind that, like, this was, like, the height of the Cold War era. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, him, like, being, like, carrying some of that fear into his book. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. That right. seems like the most likely
0: scenario. Yeah, I mean, on... that would definitely have been on his mind, you know. Because, you know, you never so know. Be the Soviets, yeah. the commies will come into your country and... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a propaganda poster. <laughs> another, another red scare, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that definitely would have been at the forefront of his mind. So, yeah, it makes I sense. I guess so. And yeah, I guess or- Car- Scott Card, you know, wrote ender's game like 20 years after when the ussr was collapsing right so oh yeah when it
1: collapsed mikhail khrushchev i I don't know mikhail gorbachev
2: right gorbachev yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: khrushchev
0: was after i think right he was like khrushchev oh i can't remember i don't know i don't don't
1: memorize wrestling yeah (laughs) it
0: was fun
2: oh Uh, okay let's another thing that i noticed on this page was that like the great convention they kind of mentioned that like uh let me try finding it so it's like they mentioned that they couldn't really like do something like use atomics because of like the convention like no open defiance of the convention that's what like that's what they said however i was wondering like is that like our worst geneva convention we all agree that we can't like say like use atomic weapons or like use like chemical weapons like oh like this type of warfare is not allowed because like too many people die what do y'all think
0: yeah i imagined it as the geneva convention actually when i was reading it there's another mention like later it's like oh as long as it doesn't violate the convention or something like that you know yeah i was like oh it was like oh wait it was like it was actually here you know it was like Oh, you know, they'll use atomic they won't use atomic because they'll violate the convention, but they'll do everything else, you know. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: So yeah, I I, I imagine it as a kind of standards for warfare. Right. Yeah. Nothing too inhumane. Right. Mm-hmm. Even like, though I mean, you know, yeah. even though when real war starts, you know, no one's gonna pay attention to that yeah, at like, all. Honestly.
1: Yeah. Just commit like fifty war crimes. <laughs> it's
0: gonna right. happen, yeah. Yeah. Um and I mean, like Lido, kind of here, he seems like he believes he's outmaneuvering the Harkonnens, right? <laughs> he's thinking pretty hard. But, like the Harkonnens believe, you know, it's plans within plans within plans, and that Lido has plans within plans within plans. Yeah, they're playing, <laughs> they're playing, like, they're playing like one thousand dimension chess here, you know. I, I know, mean, right? At least, really I mean, at least Lido is aware here that the Sardar will be dressed in Harkonnens livery, right? Yeah, mm. this won't so be caught that trap that. card. Yeah, at least yeah he, he already knows what that trap card is. Yeah,
1: he's quite literally trying to scam the scammers. Except the scammers are trying to scam the scammers her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That didn't really make sense. Yeah, but...
3: Scammer, scammer, scammer.
0: Yeah. The scammer or a scammer scammer. I don't they're know.
1: scamming the guy who thinks they're scamming them. Wait, yeah. I don't know. This is confusing.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyways, as, as Pitter put it, plans within plans within plans. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you can skip that. Yeah, but okay it's good it's good alito has this awareness and and also here we finally get a definition of Sard- sardaukar so i keep trying to say sardaukar because that's how <laughs> it's like red you know but sardaukar um it, okay so i was kind of wrong they are soldier fanatics so i'm assuming they're human right so i mean it kind of seems like they're just a crazed kind of religious group you know that they they just kind of worship the emperor as their god right Mm -hmm. Um, that's weird not gonna lie yeah and also i mean later it's mentioned that the the sardikar where like have i think actually i'll touch on this later but uh that they like grow up in these harsh conditions you know so they're probably kind of reduced to lesser human and more animalistic maybe right just like a
1: just like a killing machine
0: yeah that's what i
2: then like if they haven't lived in such a harsh life i don't know i still can't find out how do they worship the emperor because
1: Maybe no, I think they were brainwashed probably because like Maybe. you're right, yeah. It's like it's like oh we they grew up in this harsh environment, but the emperor saved us, so we pledge our loyalty to that to the emperor.
2: But like you think that extra step is like why would we live in the hard condition in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> I mean they would never
1: think that they would just be brainwashed.
2: <laughs> They'd be
0: like oh we That's we true. grew up here, you know he saved us. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, probably, probably brainwashed. brainwashed.
2: Yeah, so like I was also thinking like this whole like brainwashing thing. Maybe it wasn't directly the Sardau card, but like it talks about like emperors levies of trained young like superbly like of the other support levies that like the duke Lido was talking about it reminded me of like a dead death shirmer system
3: oh yeah yeah in
2: the ottoman empire where like the young christian boys oh, yeah. in the balkan states they were like taken when they were super young and trained into like janissaries which is, like elite military force or they could be like super wise administrators. That's what it reminded me of. Dude, this is of.
0: literally what I was. Oh my god, this is what I was thinking of actually. When I, I was like, where have I seen this before? Where have I seen this from? Of course, I saw it. know.
1: What well, I mean, I was think, I was like thinking that, but like, I was like, well, I mean, they didn't grow up in the harsh conditions. They were right, actually yeah. grew up but in pretty they, like decent conditions. But they, conditions. they
0: were, they were crazy loyal to the to yeah the, to the uh, yeah. Ottoman empires. You know, the I forgot what's his name. The, the sultan. Yeah, the sultan. sultan. Yeah, sultan, Ottoman sultan. Yeah. I forgot all cool. my world history already. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. bro, screw yeah. world history. I hated that class. I got a no, five. Yeah. I mean, it was fun for me. It was hard, you know? Okay, it was fun for you because you had a good teacher.
2: <laughs> I actually, uh, yeah, I can't say anything. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
0: Let's just actually, say my uh,
1: my experience was below like the expectation. But, I mean, you did okay.
0: great on the test anyway. So.
1: And it was it was half decent. It, I could have done better.
0: It's okay. We all okay. did yeah, AP tests are so inconsistent. I mean, so are yeah. all college word tests, but anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely Janissaries. I, I have a feeling it's – maybe it was even – you You could see the, the connections, you know, like this – uh-huh. almost this fanaticism, you know, kind of this crazed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I really like that. But um, I also want to talk about here, actually – it's like Salsa Secundus, right, which is the Emperor's prison planet, which was so I was getting at earlier, but it, this is like where I'm actually gonna bring it up. It's kind of Paul calls it. I think it was Paul. He calls it a hell world, you know, and I guess a hell world is probably the best place to breed these bloodthirsty. <laughs> hell to world, yeah. No. So big vocabulary. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, you could have said, like, you know, like, I don't know, satanic dimension or something like that. It's, like, a little nicer. It didn't say just goes straight out hell world, you know. That's,
1: I mean, like, I mean, if you live on a hell world, if somebody tells you to go to hell, you could just be, like, already there. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs>
2: That's true. You know, when I, when I read, like, the abbreviation of the book where it said SS, I just kept thinking of, like, Germany. I'd be, mean, like, the SS. I was like, oof.
0: Oh, wait, what was that called? What was the it? Secret... Oh.
1: Wait no
2: no it's not. not. Oh, oh wait, was, I think F's it was, was like, German right. It was a no it was the one that kept
0: them in the Holocaust
2: in the camps you know like the ones that police yeah I think and, like, I think it, so it
0: was big. like I think it was the the word is German though it's like yeah I mean, it, was, it, was, it like, was a German. Word. Uh let me see the German isn't it the
3: Desco
0: or something? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh it's oh it's uh, yeah Schutzstaffel.
1: Oh, stuff just Yeah. Stuffer. Just
0: stuffer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what I was
2: thinking. Is like just keeping them inside like a cage or something. Oh, I, oh, I
0: guess God. like it says here, like I'm just reading, reading Wikipedia, you know, it's like, it's saying something <laughs> like they're, they're, they stress total loyalty and obedience to orders unto death. Like, so kind of, yeah. kind of also similar to the Sardicard in this way, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe he even got and honestly I'm going way too far in speculation here, but maybe even Salas and Secundus, you know, SS, you know, Schwestoffel, or maybe he even got kind of the idea from that. Yes. Why is the Or maybe we're all just capping and then Herbert's (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Herbert rises from a grave and is like, I don't want to be associated with the Nazis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gets cancelled while dead. yeah um, <laughs> my God
0: right. anyway yeah. yeah I mean um so I guess you know the Sartakar. as I was gonna say they're probably more animalistic and of course this a lot of this book is about humans versus animals, you know so uh-huh. uh, so yeah, it seems like they're they're kind of reduced to a, a, a below human kind of status right um, uh-huh. and they're they're just bloodthirsty emperors followers take orders and kill yeah so, kill, kill 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 is the most important of course anyway so but to counteract that actually we get uh uh, a little bit more about the fremen which makes me respect them all the more you know they're apparently just as strong as the sardikar and this is crazy because i mean i thought they were like i thought they needed to get organized you know or whatever because like i mean the the weak harkonnens you know relatively weak harkonnens you know could just subjugate them and like hunt them for sport but i mean if Lido said it you know i mean we have to take it for truth right so i mean
2: like, i don't know though i feel like he's he speculating com- no
1: yeah i mean he never confirmed like they were able to catch any fremen yeah it was like oh did. we're hunting them for sport but like will they ever find anything when while hunting we never know like know. it's never been confirmed
0: i mean I'm, I'm, sure I'm sure they find them i mean i, I doubt it's really that hard
1: like i know i feel like it's really hard because like the fremen know the desert better than anyone
0: i suppose yeah but
2: like at the same time like are they more of like a like a mouse type of thing they are just really good at hiding or they're actually good
1: warriors you know
0: I feel like both kind of but except for they know that if they try to come out of fight they'll get killed cuz I mean it's kind yeah. of like kind of like native americans you know Yeah they don't have the numbers nor like Yeah like, they, the, yeah, like the whole power. thing about why native americans couldn't throw out the white colonizers was because when the you disease know, came it was like, because it, well first it was disease that really hurt them but even after you know they they developed resistance you know they yeah. couldn't muster all the tribes together you know it's yeah. too late by now yeah and they
1: don't have the technology to fight back like bows and arrows versus guns and like steel it's not <sighs> right. gonna work right it's too yeah. late so
0: that's kind of what i was, what I was imagining you know here. i
2: just feel like i don't know i feel like duke leto and like do fear like banking their entire defense on this very like thin line of like the fremen are enough to save us because like even if we acknowledge it, they're like super good like the vikings or something right like they come from like a tough area and like they're super like they're super buff but i just feel like it is so hard to like instill the discipline in such a short enough time because like their time frame like duke leto you know, seems like it's like it's gonna happen like a couple weeks you know like the it's gonna like all this invasion stuff is gonna go down when we land on the planet like everything's gonna go like really bad you know it's gonna go south so i just feel like even if they're super good, like I feel like it's not possible to instill this discipline. It's like mm-hmm. quick enough to like, counteract. I think I'm
1: pretty sure he mentioned in the book it's gonna take a lot of money and like time for them yeah. to like arm the fremen if they do uh-huh. if they even get like a yeah. pretty with them in the first place. He's like, oh, it's gonna take a a lot of like resources and like money to like arm them and like train them and stuff. Right.
2: Yeah, so this is, like a really far gamble that he's taking. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it might I, be it's, his only option.
1: I mean, like, it's a good idea, but it's, you need to think about, like, the short-term first, uh-huh. like, because they're going to die if they don't, like, if they're unable to, like, hold the Harkonnens off right now, how are they yeah. going to train them in the future?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it also was mentioned, you know, in chapter one, or chapter two, that Leto might escape in the Fremen, and that he'll get stomped by the, the kind of, like, the ecologist or something. Oh, the doctor, right? Dr. right? Kine, yeah, or Dr. Kind, yeah. Uh, so, right, so, I mean, he... he it seems like they already know Lido has some plans to go towards the Fremen, right? Yeah. He's gravitating he's towards smarted. the Fremen. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's very I
2: guess, like, moving on from that, I just wanted to talk more about, like, Paul's view of, like, his, of the comrades around him, like, Duncan the Morrow and Gurney the Valorous.
3: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I thought it was just kind of cute because, like, Frank Herbert just seems to be playing along the lines of the medieval chivalry. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's really romantic, I guess, even though like the actual chivalry was not actually that like, as was like amazing as we remember it, you know? Yeah. I mean, chivalry
0: mm-hmm. is so overstressed, you know, but really chivalry was not that
2: great. But like, act- realistically, they never actually followed it to
1: that level that we keep thinking like the fairy yeah. tale like, King Arthur.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Arthur. Ely- Genevieve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And they say chivalry is dead.
0: <laughs> chivalry is dead. No cap. But eight thousand years later, it might come back. <laughs> Dude, honestly, we were saying they're going back. They went so far forward, they went back. Where's a prime example right here? <laughs> yeah, they uh, so far
1: they went so far forward, they went back.
2: is that what you said or something?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, time is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is very cute. I, I mean, I didn't know what to make of it, you know, but. It's nice to see. I, I mean, Gurney the Valorous kind of makes sense, but we don't know much about Duncan. So to see him described as moral, I think we'll just have to keep that in mind. Right? Maybe uh-huh. he's like this guy who's like super wise, you know? Yeah, Even though he's a swordsmaster.
1: Or maybe he's just like super honest and like candid yeah. in like his yeah. actions.
0: Maybe that's also a possibility. He like doesn't like try to. What, man. He doesn't try to commit war crimes when he's fighting you. Either breaks the geneva
1: convention
0: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna one-on-one sword fight you oh i just broke the geneva convention oh i actually told you if i'm honest yeah oh my god um so paul actually has never been off of caladan so they're riding this like i guess kind of spaceship called a highliner it's a crazy large transport ship run by the Space and Guild. They can like hold many frigates, you know, and transports. You know, so it really must be huge, right. That's that's just a day. I can't imagine how the logistics of that were. Like, how much fuel like, would that take, you know?
2: Even you by Star Wars too. that's, like massive, like a Dude,
3: frigate.
0: What? I imagine it like as large as a Death Star, you know,
3: like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what it's I was thinking, like crazy, like, and laugh. it's just
0: it's just one of their ships, you know. So, no wonder the Spacing Guild has Monopoly, you know, they they mm-hmm. really got the tech, you know. But, like, how yeah. did they even get there, to be honest? Like, what is this? Like, when did they get to,
2: like, develop all this without someone, like, stopping them? So Dude, weird. honestly,
0: it, this this book like, kind of surprises me sometimes because, like, the, it's kind of... I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's kind of inconsistent with its, like, technology. Like, this Highliner seems super advanced you know but there's also no some way. but i mean they're still fighting with swords and stuff you know? <laughs> so i'm like bro you know at least like be playing laser tag or something <laughs> instead of fighting with swords or just have small spaceships you know it seems a little more believable uh this, this for consistency right? but i mean maybe herbert has some master plan here that we just don't know too much about uh, but uh-huh. yeah anyways so mean, of course, the Space and Guild has a monopoly, right, on everything, and no one wants to interfere with them. Even the Harkonnens won't shoot at the Atreides if they're sitting right next to each other, because they don't want to piss off the Space and Guild, right? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's not one of the three like major universal powers for nothing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Right. It's yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's our first. It's our first really big glimpse at their their power, right? i mean they're they're kind of they're kind of described as the third wheel a lot but i mean they they seem to be really hardcore right Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah um so i mean the spicy guild is also a really secretive association They they won't allow any others to see the members right to see them um paul actually has an interesting idea here he believes they're mutilated you know like what do you Wait, what Mutated? Do you all, or not mutated. It, it, it's oh, mutated. It's mutated, or. Mutated. That's my bad. I can't yeah, Mutilated? I was like, gosh. I mean, I'm thinking or mutilated something. or mutated or something. You know, kind of <laughs> just like messed up, like deformed. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. I mean, what do y'all think? Bioengineering. Yeah, bioengineering. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they turned into Golem from The Hobbit because they're always in like hiding. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking I should try a Golem voice and I was like, no
1: my precious
0: my precious yeah, my precious. yeah
1: precious. i would do it but like my voice would crack yeah, no, yeah.
0: <laughs> dude honestly i cannot like if you look at um who was the actor that that did it i, I actually don't remember who it was but the guy that did the gollum voice uh he, he it takes a lot of effort you know to, to get that voice out so he's like He had to, I think he had to do some like specific like hydration stuff, you know, or like like have like some specific stuff with his throat in order Uh to make sure like he could like continue like keep the voice up, you know. Honestly, voice acting
1: is like really impressive. Like I, I started like researching like voice acting a little bit and like the things like there's certain techniques you have to use and stuff and like you have to like train your voice to like reach certain ranges like sometimes they talk in a high-pitched voice other times they talk in a super low voice and you have to like talk in that specific like voice for a long time.
0: So, like, I just thought that was really impressive. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just remembered it's Andy Serkis that did the... the, And he also read The Whole Hobbit. And he's actually reading The Rings, too. Like, he he made an audiobook. So, I actually might buy it. His voice is, like, super satisfying. And he, like, does all the Golem voices, you know. Like, so, it it should be pretty funny. And he has, like... He, like, read The Hobbit for charity. It's on YouTube. And he does the Gollum voices, so... Yeah, that's I mean, actually like, kind of epic. You should like, like y'all should like, like listen to the the part where I mean, it's like that uh, part where it's like the riddle game, and then and then uh, Bill Bond go and Gollum play the riddle game. You know, and then you really get to hear the voice. so it's like mm-hmm. I, I might actually go listen to it again. I haven't listened to it in a while. But anyway, we're getting off track again. So <laughs> uh, uh, this the only reason this episode is dragged on to where it is now is because we've been continuously getting off track. But that's okay.
3: Uh, I mean the more discussion the, the better, right?
0: Yeah, we still haven't hit the hour, so uh, as long as we keep it, you know, below, you know, an hour or so, you know, around an hour, it should be okay. Um, so I mean Paul here actually gets a bit of a revelation. We get a bit of a revelation, really. Paul can actually be a mentat, right? Whoa. So what? I mean I was I was pretty <laughs> shocked.
3: Oh, I, like I that? Was,
0: boy, you know, I thought I thought it was Jesuit or something, no, no, no. but I guess like the Muad'Dib yeah. can be both, maybe, right? Special the Muad'Dib is
1: overpowered, dude, yeah. bro. Yeah,
0: they gotta nerf the Muad'Dib or something, you know? bro. Yeah,
3: yeah. now the, he's gonna we're, be we're, like
1: super powerful and a genius, a yeah. super powerful genius, dude. SPG.
0: yeah. Awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: dude that's that's so crazy though i mean we also learn about the training a little you know you have to start from a young age and then like the potential mental has to learn like he has to decide to continue his training and keep learning from you know because like at that point he can't be like pushed you know like he, he has to just he has to like make a decision to do it and then I, I don't know because like this decision it doesn't seem binding you know it doesn't seem like Paul weighs it too much just like yeah just like thinks about it for a second he's like oh sure sure you know yeah
1: i feel like he's just like oh might as well continue with my training because like yeah. i've been yeah, doing like, it for so long anyway he's
2: been do- yeah like, it's like it's part of his life like he didn't even know he was doing it looks like if it's not any different then like what's to- what's there to like risk it, right? yeah what's the
1: difference to my life if i don't continue it
0: yeah it's interesting that alito brings it up here since it seems like kind of life-changing information right so it's interesting that Lido kind of brings it up here and then says like, in, in, like this really momentous news here, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, well, and but Paul doesn't seem to be too surprised. He's just like, oh yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, I'll it's keep so... c- c- keep my training, you know. <laughs> just so casual about it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I expected he's it to be to a, like a big selling deal for
2: his soul, and he's like, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, funny. Yeah, that's that's very interesting.
2: But, like, another weird thing that, like, I feel like just, like, made it more casual was, like, how Frank Herbert phrased it. Because, like, right after, like, Paul realizes that he's been, like, receiving, like, mentat training ever since he was young. Frank Herbert describes, like, Paul's thoughts as, like, all his past circumstances coming to folks in one flashing computation. Uh-huh. I just I was like, wait a second. After we know about Mentat like, thinking like machines, we're gonna right. refer to like his thought as like, a computer, like right. a I, I actually saw yeah. that,
0: saw that too. And then I mean, I, I that that word was definitely not an accident, you know? Computation. I, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a little cheesy, but you know. Well, I mean, thinking...
1: aren't mentats supposed to be human computers?
0: Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. I suppose so. So I, I mean, know. that's what I kind of imagine them as right now, you know. So like, what faster computation did? It... Really, really makes sense. Yeah, I mean, oh, this sense, is interesting. It's not an accident that yeah. Herbert uses that terminology, you know, of yeah. computation. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Which- Honestly, like uh, I, a couple of days ago, I watched a video on YouTube. It was like a TED Talk or something. It's like should you read uh, Dune by Frank Herbert? Oh, I don't know, got, oh yeah, I have. A yeah, I one. got it. I got it recommended, and like it, it had it like explained the premise and everything, and explained mentats and such. I won't spoil anything, but like yeah it was pretty interesting i would like give it a watch
0: okay uh, yeah like, yeah i'll watch it uh, we can we can react to it after uh, in a special episode <laughs> you know <laughs> after we finish this book um, and of course also i'm planning to watch the movie and react to that too um that would be that's awesome but i mean i'm, I'm hyped right for the podcast still has a lot of stuff coming so Mm-hmm. They're making a second
1: movie yeah. apparently.
2: Really?
0: What? Okay, yeah, probably- Actually, I heard it, I heard oh. it wasn't finished yet the first movie. Well, I mean if they make a second movie, you know, we're going to we're going to have to finish this book, watch the movie and then I guess like finish the second book and then watch the second movie. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, or that's going to take like 2 years. Dude, but I mean I heard I heard the first movie was really good though. So I'm oh, I mean it,
1: I I wouldn't say it was really good. I would just say like the uh, the cinema experience was phenomenal but like yeah. It's it's just like world building. The first movie is literal world building because it's so it's like it, there was there was some like interesting things that did happen, but it wasn't like he didn't really do anything super special. Let's say
2: yeah. I feel well, like we, I heard I heard that like it didn't even like get through like the I think it barely got through the first book of like the book Dune because so like there's like a couple of different books inside the book.
1: Doom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know like what the ending of Dune is because we haven't gotten there yet, but yeah. yeah. But yeah you, know, like heard... you
0: like only know like a few chapters worth of material like basically yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah yeah even though you watch the movie but i mean i'm I'm hyped because i heard cinema experience is great and i'm you know i'm ai really love seeing you know great shots and scenes like that you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's like super bass yeah, boosted like... like oh okay it's yeah. like there's tons of bass like you're you're just uh-huh. like sitting down <laughs> and like your seat vibrates <laughs> yeah
3: we should, go, we should go
0: see it in the theater honestly okay After, uh, that's really weird you see okay, okay anyways um anyway that's what's coming up for the podcast so stay around for like 30 40 more episodes and then we'll get there someday yeah. uh, maybe this time next year um Anyways, <laughs> so um right i mean oh i just wanted to mention like
2: one thing that i really thought was funny was that like, paul mentioned mnemonics is that how you say it
0: I think uh, mnemonics, like mnemonics.
2: M- mnemonics? Yeah. Uh, like, part of a mental training. So, like, does he, like, put mnemonics on everything that he, like, remembers? Because, like, if he does that, then, like, maybe he just thinks of it as, like, an entirely different manner than, like, how a regular human, like, thinks of the information, right? Uh-huh. Because, like, like if you put, like, I know, like, people memorize stuff, but, like, some people tell, like, a story, or, like, some people make a mnemonic. yeah, but,
3: like, yeah.
2: It sounds like a really uncommon thing to do, you know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, all Wait, the mnemonics. It's like the memory tool, you know. It's like ocean. Maybe. Oh, is it like the thing States where it's just for, like, like, uh, like you put a word, like an uh, acronym, kind of, but. Like yeah, or like, like some eddie other way
2: Dynamite goodbye eddie. Like like for my guitar strings, that's how I remember it. Like Eddie ate Dynamite Goodbye Eddie. Or like for piano, it's like oh. like
0: face, you know, for what for, like <laughs> if you're reading trouble uh, face F A C E. like like all cows eat grass, it's like A C E G you know. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean It must have
2: been
1: just like a weird thought
2: it's train, like it's like
0: you know? it's it's a memory tool or a memory yeah machine. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, really I was like, that's really what it is so. i was
1: thinking that but like i was just wasn't like sure but really. like if he yeah. sees
0: everything in mnemonics you know that's actually pretty crazy that's seems very that's, interesting that. you know i mean so, it's like a
1: really efficient way of remembering stuff, yeah it, it is
0: yeah i mean that's how i get through like my ap psychology it's literally all memorization and then i'm just using oh. only thing i ever use is like mnemonics and then i'm, <laughs> I'm doing fine i did i go like did really well in the test, so but I'll forget. Casual it for flex, casual exam. flex. <laughs> I'll forget <laughs> it all for the AP exams, don't worry. Um yeah. Um and then I mean Paul mentions here again his quote unquote terrible purpose. He's so dramatic, you know. Uh <laughs> but, terrible purpose. Yeah, it's it's so terrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um I mean, probably it is very terrible, but we just. Don't I, don't, know.
1: I don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so but... terribly tired, bro. Terribly <laughs> tired of this terrible purpose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Um, Paul initially thinks his terrible purpose is like it'll be a mentat, but like his instincts tell him it's greater than that. So is it? Is his instincts here kind of foresight or something again? Like I think we've discussed this before. I feel like I'll it's be, kind of a maybe little he
1: opinion. surpasses a mentat. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's or, already
2: surpassed it, right? With being a Bene Gesserit and a menta.
1: Yeah, kind of. Or maybe there's like a form higher than like both. I don't know. Mentat plus like
0: Bene Gesserit, It's like maybe Muad'Dib. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a Dragon Mouadib. Ball fusion. I mean, to, actually, like, maybe his terrible purpose is being the Muad'Dib because we know he's the Muad'Dib, but he doesn't. Dramatic irony, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I mean,
2: maybe there's like other like prophecies about the Muad'Dib, like yeah. that, you know, like a story because like, it talks about the prophecies,
0: right? Yeah, or like Quasat's Haderach or something. Maybe
3: he mm-hmm. thinks the
1: that's prophecy is true.
2: <laughs> oh no,
1: what could it possibly be? <laughs> honestly <laughs> i i'm at this point i'm just expecting paul to take over the universe
0: yeah no, dude he's just he's just so powerful you know he's just OP face reveal yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyways um yeah
1: yeah so um they also mentioned at the end they talked described duke Lita's smile and it's like oh the smile shocked paul it had a school look on the duke's narrow features I mean, that's just more foreshadowing. Why they're just like doing Duke Duke Leto like pretty dirty at this point.
3: <laughs> Bro, yeah. Duke Duke
0: Leto is literally the skull emoji. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would know that's like my favorite emoji it's like what? the skull emoji i, I know just right leto you know tall olive skin wearing his crest and then just has a skull emoji on his face Bro. Oh, that's so funny dude i was
1: just like imagining like a chat between like the baron and duke leto it's just like duke leto puts puts and like he types in a bunch of skulls, and then the baron is just like l plus ratio
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> oh my god anyway they, they
0: seem so petty like they seem that type of people to have going again like twitter, yeah. twitter war you know <laughs> <laughs> they like block each other on twitter the emperor's like <laughs> emperor's just trying to like be a
1: mediator but he's actually like the problem
0: <laughs> yeah <no cap. laughs> um anyways uh, enough goofing around um so now we'll uh segue into everybody's favorite part of our episodes of course the last um, section last sidebar uh our favorite quotes from this episode and we'll talk a little bit about those so Fillmore, i think you have the first quote as usual
1: yep uh so my favorite quote of this chapter was but even dangerous facts are valuable if you've been trained to deal with them so i really liked how the author wrote about adaptability because i mean if you know like the facts you you know how to deal with them so like that a lot of animals know about, like, predators, so they, like, grew a bunch of, like, um... Adap- I-, I forgot what they're called. Anyways, they, like, created some way to deal with their predators.
2: Yeah, there's, like, a behavioral adaptations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, through natural selection. That <laughs> too, uh-huh.
2: yeah.
1: So it just seems like such a simple thing, but it's, like, way more sophisticated than you would expect. Just, yeah, like, how humans, right. like... know, yeah. Like we know that nuclear energy is dangerous, and like we still learn how to use it and create uh-huh. a nuclear power plant, stuff kind like, of like that.
0: Being able to take a bad situation or maybe a bad kind of yeah, like thing and just spin it to your side, you know, mm-hmm.
3: like maybe yeah, I'm, just
0: like maybe I'm thinking kind of like the emperor right, spinning the Sardarcar, Sardar. To their to his side, right? Even the Sardar are just like bloodthirsty animals, you know. Uh-huh. Or maybe, yeah. maybe I mean, we don't know much about the Fremen, but maybe the Fremen are kind of these wild, like kind of a wild tribe, and then and so they could be dangerous, beast. right? But like Leto can just spin. The, the whatever, yeah. where the wild things are right <laughs> Wait, what, what book was that again or was it a movie it's a child's book it's a, it's
1: child's, a child's book, child's oh. book. Oh. and, oh, and yeah. a movie i'm
0: pretty sure yeah <laughs> where the wild th- yeah I I, mean, I I remember hearing about that in elementary school i just don't.
1: you don't remember reading it it was such a, Wait, what? It was it was I pretty cool. i
0: don't even i do even did i even read it i don't even know was it a it's group? like a child
1: who acts like a monster right and then he makes friends yeah. with them and okay, they're like, I,
0: I actually don't think i've read it i mean um, if you
1: haven't we should all give it a read sometime
0: oh okay yeah sure. yeah we are we can. How, how is it is, if it's not too long yeah we can we it's can very talk short, about it on yeah. the podcast and it's also a nice i guess something to talk about it's like videos. really short so yeah yeah anyway we have stuff planned out i'll write that down as in our planned list you know uh but yeah uh, maybe sometime we take a break from Dune and then do, do a little bit of that. Yes, um, children's book review. Right. Um. Anyways, I'll take the next quote. So I picked, quote, knowing where the trap is, that's the first step in evading it, uh, end quote. So I really liked it because yeah. it really shows that Lido is aware of the situation. You know, he he knows that it, it's a trap. The Harkin set a trap for him, but he's still sticking to his plan and he has this courage, you know, to, to kind of play into the Harkonnen's hands, right? But he's. he's fire. Yeah. And he's like trusting his instincts here and the people around him, you know, really having that basic trust in that everybody will protect him, you know, and that he he has the ability really to trust these people you know it's like it's really nice to see it shows that the traders are quite tight-knit you know that like mm-hmm. he, he can rely on others right it's also kind of applicable to real life because in order to solve a problem in real life you know you have to first identify it and figure out a solution right so like here but like also you know you have to like... yeah
2: you have to like give assumptions like your friends will stick by you stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah. like when you start doubting them then it'll be really bad and then you'll yeah. just get paranoid yeah right.
1: I have to give a tr- uh, I have to give Duke lido like credit here because he built such a good foundation and surrounded himself uh-huh. with such good people yeah. that he can trust with except for dr Yue. but that's <laughs> a different story
0: yeah I mean I feel like Dr Yue, like something totally went wrong there I feel like somehow the heart of his him you know there's the I mean I feel like he'd generally be pretty loyal Right. And then Mm -hmm. it's a, but somehow probably got blackmailed. And I still think his wife wife is still alive, you know. But I mean, yeah, hopefully, I actually don't know what the next chapter is about yet because I try not to read chapters before the the recordings because I don't want to use next chapter's information in the current recording accidentally. Right. But Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see if next chapter is again about Dr. Yue. So, anyways, yeah.
1: Nolan, you should take the last quote
2: yeah okay so i chose the quote he felt tired filled with the ache of not showing his fatigue i must use every opportunity to rest during the crossing to Arrakis. he thought there will be no rest on Arrakis. so i chose this quote from duke Lido's thoughts because it describes like the role of a public figure so well because you have to constantly hide your discomfort when you're up there whenever like you're dealing with people you must not show any weakness at all it was like super draining obviously and like you're like you just can never express that you're tired like imagine how the president feels okay maybe i don't know <laughs> the president says time for family yeah I guess. <laughs> but um uh, just like holding this composure for so long you just have to like, grab rest wherever you can in between a busy schedule sometimes it reminds like when i read it i was like wow this is like me sleeping on my bus whenever i go to and from school it's like dropping for like five minutes
3: <laughs> uh-huh
2: <laughs> it's like zoning
0: yeah. out yeah, I, I guess. I mean, like, Leto, he's he's a busy man. Again, respect to him for coming in, you know, showing being nice to Paul and talking to him as any normal father would. You know, he's mm-hmm. not, not a big duke, right? And that he's – and, of course, he's tired. Yeah, he doesn't he's, – he's not showing his weakness, you know. And But it's nice that he kind of lets his guard down a little bit, like, uh-huh, with, yeah. his, with his close circle, right? So. Yeah, There's really respect to him. Um, I've I've gained a lot of respect for Lido in this chapter, so I'm really hoping that nothing too bad happens to him. He doesn't get like executed. Hopefully, he doesn't actually die. Yeah, yeah Lido I seems mean, like the ideal leader to me. I mean, I, I mean, at this point, I can predict that he's gonna be like captured or something, or he's gonna, you know, something's but, gonna you know, happen to him, Rua or, or like injured, right? But yeah, I, I hope he doesn't die. I, I
2: deep rescue arc.
0: Uh, yeah, Paul just like evolves like into the Hulk or something, and just like <laughs> destroys all the hardcoders. So. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He gains
1: armor, plot armor. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: plot armor, no cap. Yeah, that's plot armor. Um, right. So, uh, do you all have anything else to say? Um, for no, not really. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I believe that concludes the discussion for this episode of the Do Not Enter podcast. Um, make sure y'all read to chapter seven. And dune in next time when we discuss it. Uh, and as always, thanks to all of you listeners for being patient with us and being interested in our thoughts. Um, I think our podcast is probably flowing a little bit better now um, after six episodes or so, but we're still working on. Um, mm-hmm. We're still working on it, so um please contact us with questions uh feedback or um, i dare say uh cor- cor- corrections you know that's <laughs> uh, again that implies we can make a mistake which we all know that's impossible but it's, definitely uh, impossible it's 100 percent impossible never has happened before you know i've never mm-hmm. made a mistake you know Except for all the times I made a mistake. I've never made a mistake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, anyways, follow us on Twitter um, at Do Not Enter, uh, Reddit, that's slash do not enter, and email us at do not enter at gmail.com. Um, in all those cases, it's D-U-N-E-N-O-T-E-N-T-E-R. It's the same as the title of our podcast, just without all the dashes, right? So, um, anyways uh and also if you guys enjoyed uh, and you guys want to help us grow our podcast because that's of course very hard uh give us a review on itunes or spotify um, please five stars only you know don't don't go around itself. giving us one star reviews that would not be appreciated <laughs> yeah uh, but if y'all, <laughs> that actually, would not if, be y'all ideal. if y'all liked it and want to support the podcast um uh, we don't we're not asking for donations or anything but just give us a review and uh mm-hmm. yeah that would be that would really help us get up the charts yeah it anyways, means a lot to us it, it really does mm-hmm. mean a lot to us so um have a great week and we will see you all back very very soon peace out. see you
2: guys bye doom fans